Good morning. Are y'all alive and well? Why don't you do this before we get started here? Why don't you take about, oh, 30 seconds here and greet somebody and tell them, man, you look beautiful today. <clears throat> you can get up and do that. It's all right. <clears throat> awesome. If you are a first-time guest here with us today, we would love for you to fill out the Connect card so we can get to know you. And I've got some, I got some announcements to make this morning. I want everybody to, how many love to know what's going on in the house? So great. You know, we always have lots of things going on. I think sometimes we get too big a hurry trying to get through church. And sometimes we, we send out announcements on, let me just take a minute to talk about this. If, you're, uh, if you get on the church app, you'll know everything that's going on. If, uh, if you will pay attention to uh, the social media stuff for our church, you'll, have, you'll get information every week what's going on, and then announcements in church, and then we do mail-outs. I mean, we do everything we can to keep you informed. If you're not informed, man, I don't know what else to do. I really don't. But I, I just want to keep you informed what's going on. But today, I'm going to make some uh, very important announcements, and I want you to listen up. Hey, House Church, how many are excited about House Church. I cannot hardly wait to get started, and it's kicking off this week, and and we're going to get started with House Church. If you've not got connected to a House Church, uh, you can still do that, uh, and please don't be bashful about that. If you're not connected, say, hey, I want to be connected. Uh, you can sign up again out in the foyer. You say, well, I already signed up. Hey, look, right on there on that little card out in the foyer, say, I signed up. I haven't been contacted yet. I want to be involved. And, you know, we're trying to get up to all our house church leaders. We don't want anybody to fall through the cracks. So sign up again and, and let's make sure. Or if that doesn't work, pick up the phone and call the church office uh, at 543-0600 and say, hey, listen, I hadn't heard from anybody. Hey, you do your part. We want to do our part. Sometimes we don't get it all done. We got a bunch of leaders. And I don't want you to feel like we don't, we're, we're leaving you out because that's not true. Um, but I don't want anybody to fall through the cracks. We want you to be involved in house church. It's going to be amazing. Amazing, amazing. So do that. And then I, I, I have to tell you that uh, the mission trip, Mexico mission trip is coming up during the Mardi Gras break. If you want to go on that trip, sorry, you can't. It's full. What a, that's hard to be celebrated, man. We got a whole, we got a big old team coming. Matter of fact, we have one or two more than we really, really have capacity for, but we'll always, we got some air mattresses or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we're going to have a great time. So so um, I'm glad that those people are going, but we have another one coming up in May, and then we'll have some throughout the summer. We're going to have a, lots of trips this year. Um, I want Haley and John, they happen to be sitting by each other today. I want them to stand. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Haley is, Haley is going to be leading this trip with the help of John. He's going to tell her what to do, and then she's going to nah, – I'm just kidding. And so it's going to be a great trip. They're, they're a great team. Uh, I'm going to be home for this trip, but they're going to be leading this trip. It's going to be reaching out to our youth, and I'm so thankful for these two. They do a lot of work to make uh, make the mission trip. Lori, I want you to stand. Our interpreter on this trip. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And so it's going to be a great time. I want to tell you just a little bit of what's going on in Mexico. Uh, we have some fantastic things happening, but there's a story that hasn't been told. I don't think I've told the story completely. It's Audrey Bird in the house. Audrey uh, and Abigail... Uh, Bur, uh, was working with um, a group of doing shoe boxes here in Hammond for uh, for uh, Samaritans. Operation Christmas. Yeah, Operation Christmas, but it's through Samaritans. And 
And so I was in Mexico, and I I'd actually told them, I was like, hey, y'all need to be doing that for us, you know, kind of selfishly, <laughs> be honest. Y'all need to be doing that for us. And so I got to Mexico, and Pastor Oscar told me that, hey, Samaritans has contacted me, and we are going to be handling all the boxes that come through Operation Christmas for our city. And that's the pastor that we, we're, we work with in, in Acuna. So then, come to find out, uh, this is only God. Come to find out that all 1,400 boxes that were made in Hammond, America, they could have went to anywhere in the world, but guess where they went? They went to Acuna. Come, that gives me chill bumps. Because my Cajun friends, I get the flejons when I say that. The flejons, the chili bumps from head to toe. Come on, Jesus. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand. Aaron, I want you to stand. I want you to stand. Look, this is Smiley. Everybody know Aaron Smiley? Yeah. Uh, Aaron is leading up our RFK here, and we're getting ready to start getting geared up for that. I just want to drop that seed in here because RFK is going to be happening quick this summer. You'll, it'll be here before we know it. Yeah, and, and, and there will be more saying about reaching our foster kids and touching their lives, being a part of our camp for that one week. And Aaron will be heading that up this year, and she's going to do an amazing job. Just wanted to mention that. You can be seated. Thank you, Aaron. And uh, we, love, we love the foster kids. And then Wednesday nights, he's already hit on this. But listen, if you're not bringing your kids to Wednesday night, your kids are missing out. Bring your young people. Bring your kids. Uh, Wednesday night where we can minister to them. This week, the family's coming. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be great, uh, great food, great fellowship. Bring your family and come, and let's eat together and pray together and play together. Amen? Amen. Now, here's the big news. Everybody listening? Yes, All right. My wife warned me. She says, people don't like shock, but I'm just not, I don't really think it's going to be a shock. Are y'all, are y'all listening now, aren't you? How many love change? Okay, only half one of y'all. Okay. We're about to have some big change in this house. All right? Sorry, I'm not resigning. You're going to have to put up with me. It's not that. Start, starting next Sunday, starting next, everybody say next Sunday. Not the Sunday after, next Sunday. Where's Miss Deborah? You in the house? Next Sunday, Miss Deborah. You got it? All right, next Sunday. We will begin having only one service at 10 o'clock starting next Sunday, all right? And there's a lot of reasons why I won't get into all that right now, but we're going to be doing some renovations. You're going to see some changes around here. Some paint's going to be going on the wall. Some walls are going to be going up. Some walls are going to be coming down. We're going to be doing some changes. And so starting next Sunday, 10 o'clock, everybody say 10 o'clock. So all the 9 o'clock people, you get to sleep in. All the 11 o'clock people, they're the ones that's going to be like, woo. <laughs> all the 11 o'clock people got to come a little bit earlier, but everybody's going to be out in time for lunch, and we're all going to be one big happy family. So 11, I mean, what time? 10, 10 o'clock next Sunday. How many excited about that? I know the children's ministry excited about that. Come on. So that's all going to happen. Uh, I asked a few of these people this morning, I said, are y'all ready to make the change? And they're like, yeah, come on, Jesus. And uh, so if you're not on a team, you should get on a team. Angela, stand up. Well, we're just having church today. 
Angela is over our children's ministry. She's our children's pastor. She does a phenomenal job. Wednesday night, Sunday morning. If you don't know her, you're missing out. She's an incredible, powerful woman of God, and she loves our kids big. But she needs help. You can always go see her. She'd love to have you on her team. And you say, well, I'm not a teacher. Well, that's okay. You can cut out letters, or you can cook groceries, or you can do something to help with children's ministry. She would love to have you and be a part of her team. So uh, we're just going to get it all in this morning. Are you all excited about it? How many is excited about one service? Hammy's like, oh, Lord, I wasn't expecting that this morning. So, anyway, one service, 10 o'clock, and uh, I'm, getting, I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. So, we're going to do it. All right, open your Bibles and just get ready to read the Word of the Lord. If you're a first-time guest with us today, we're super excited about you being here, and uh if you get a chance, I'd love to meet you and talk to you and just welcome you to our house. Um, I know that we've been talking about over the last uh, really four weeks, but the last three weeks specifically about alignment. Alignment. How many's enjoyed uh, the series on alignment? I, I, I know. Come on. That's good. I know that Emily was speaking and I was there's so much so many things about what she was saying. Like, I, I just I got to do better about that. Let him scream. He ain't bothering me a bit. Come on. We, has, we need some more babies in this house just making noise. Come on. Them babies don't bother me. Listen, anybody has babies in church, your babies don't bother me. Bring them on to church. If they, if they bother other people, they'll have to get over it. Uh, we're a family around here. Babies scream. That's what they do. They learn how to talk. They're really saying amen like some of the rest of you should do. <laughs> um, uh, we've been talking about getting ourselves into alignment, body, soul, and spirit. And, and when we talk about our physical body, I told Angela, I said, listen, we've got to make a commitment to get to the gym. We've got to make a commitment to get to the gym. Now, I want to tell you, I'm going to be the first to say, I'm not like Matt. I don't love going to the gym. I, matter of fact, I, when I drive by the gym, I get nauseated. <laughs> so I don't like going to the gym. But, I, I, but you know what? When I was younger, I worked hard. I didn't need to go to the gym. I was out busting it, getting down, doing construction work. I didn't need to go to the gym. I was, my life was a gym. But, but now that I'm, I'm sitting at a desk most of the time, running my mouth for a living, I need to go to the gym. These muscles are in good shape. <laughs> but the rest of me is pitiful, pitiful. That's the first time I've ever seen you amen me, John. <laughs> Just kidding. And so uh, I said these muscles, he said amen, amen. Come on, preach it. So, so we, we need to get to the gym. We need to take care of the temple of God. Amen. We need to eat right, live healthy, go to Jane's restaurant where healthy food served. Don't go to the other McDonald's and Burger King and all those places killing you. And, and go eat healthy, eat a healthy meal, live a healthy life. You know what? I found out that living, living a healthy life is a better life. It's a better. How many like to breathe? You know, a lot, of the, a, lot of, a lot of the things that we go to the hospital for simply could be changed in our diet and our exercise. Amen? So, I mean, if you like spending money at the hospital, just keep on eating that way. It's good, but it's going to cost you. It's fun, I should say. And, and, and then we, we've talked about the different aspects of living healthy. And then, you know, last week I think Carter did a fantastic job. I listened to his message on, on, on dealing with our soul. 
or dealing with our souls, man, when, you know, when, we, when, we have, when we feel loneliness and we have brokenhearted and we feel isolated, the enemy has a heyday with our soulish man. He has a heyday with our soulish man. But a lot of that stuff that happens in our life can be healed. Everybody say can be healed. And should be healed. And we need to learn how to not, not just go around living our life and accepting this brokenness, but knowing that there's healing for us and that God can change those broken places and wounds in our life with the help of God. And, and, and again, it takes responsibility on our part. And so not only be healed, but then learn how to take care of your soul. You know what? Let me tell you, let me give you a key, and I'm sure he, I'm sure he mentioned this last week, but I want to give you a key to taking care of your soul. Stay in the presence of God as often as you can. Stay in the Word as often as you can. Amen? Have fellowship with believers who speak life over you. And it'll bring healing to your soul. Amen? How many remember that book that used to be Soup for the Soul? Come on. Speaking a word of life over your soul. You know what you take in is what's going to come out of you. So what am I taking into my life that's, that, that I'm regurgitating back out? The Bible says it's not what goes into a man that defiles a man, but what comes out of a man that defiles him. But what goes in is what's going to come out. When I was in children's ministry, I used to do this, this skit, and I would take, I, I built a box, this big, huge box, and I called it the, I forgot what I called it, but something like the, I don't know, not time machine, but the, I don't know, some kind of machine I had on there. And I would take, I would take this, like, a, 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 a plastic sack, a trash bag full of plastic, like plastic bottles and things, and I would throw it in. I would throw it into this, this thing, and, and, and it would resurrect it and clean it up, and then I'd bring a plastic chair out on the other side. Because God wants to take the garbage in our life that's messed up. Come on, somebody. And he wants to change what, what we look at and what we see is just stuff to throw away. And God says, no, you're not a throwaway. You have, you're, you're, you're something beautiful, and I want to make something great out of you. Yeah. Amen? And I believe that God takes the, takes, makes, beauty, uh, takes, takes, makes beauty for ashes and the brokenness in our life. Come on. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Today I'm going to talk about the Spirit. Hebrews 4 talks about this. It says, For we have a living word of God, which is full of energy, and it pierces more sharply than a two-edged sword. It, it will even penetrate to the very core of your being where your soul and your spirit and your bone and marrow meet. So it's telling us that there is, there is a soul and there's a spirit, and the word of God will penetrate into those places where the soul and the spirit meet, where bone and marrow meet. So we're living in this body that now is the temple of God, and we have a soul, and we have a spirit. And it's through your spirit that you connect with God. The Bible speaks of the natural and of the spiritual, the natural and the spiritual. And we learn from Emily the importance of taking care of the natural, and we learn from Carter the importance of taking care of the soul. But the word talks about the natural and the spirit man. The natural being what we experience in everyday life. Work, play, food, simply just doing life. That's the natural man. Some would say that we are human beings having a spiritual experience. But I would tell you that the truth is that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. We are, we are spiritual beings 
having a human spirit. Now, I'm not going to get into this deep today because I don't have time to get into all this. But when we talk about, when people talk about humanistic thinking or human, human, really what they're talking about is the things are human thinking of this world. And they are listening to the voice of the human logic and idea over the spirit of God. God's not logical. I just want you to know that. Now, God is practical, but he's not always logical. I mean, let's look at the Bible. And I, don't, I, I said I wouldn't get into this, but I'm about to get into it. And this ain't over my notes because I said I didn't have time for this. But, but, I mean, if you think about some of the great things that happened in the Scripture, like finding a coin in the fish's mouth and the axe head floating and the man in the belly of a fish and on and on and the Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace and Daniel in the lion's den and all the stories from Old Testament to New. Sometimes you think, God, you're not very logical. But God's not operating from the same realm or perspective as we are. God's operating from a kingdom realm and his actually the truth is is we're sometimes more logical human than we are spiritual supernatural. But we were created to be Spirit, supernatural. All right? Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have anything. I think it's great. I'm spending lots of money to get my kids educated. I think it's important that we are educated, that we use our brain, that we think. and that. But I believe that we have to first yield our spirit man to God so that our thinking becomes holy. That was good anyway. So we are... (laughs) We're not human beings having a spiritual experience, but we're spiritual beings having a human experience. We are body, soul, and spirit, and it's through the spirit of man or woman that we communicate with God. It's through the spirit of man or woman that we communicate with God. And when our spirit is made alive by having a new birth experience, and we become aware of the work of the spirit in our lives. It's through the new birth experience that we, our spirit man comes alive. When we read the story of the woman at the well in John 4, uh, she has this encounter with Jesus. And to her, for a moment, she was just thinking, this is a Jewish man at a well uh, outside the city wall at the wrong time of the day. Human thinking. And when he asked her for water, she couldn't help but think that what he was speaking of was of natural water. But actually, he was speaking to her spirit about a living water. Had he said, I am the spirit of God, and I come to speak to you today about a spiritual water, she'd probably been, what? But he spoke to her through her understanding so that he could speak to her spirit. Are you with me this morning? Say amen. All right. Y'all took the baby out. I don't have anybody to amen. And so he was speaking to her of the living water that she would drink from and she would never thirst again. Because if she drank from the natural water, listen to this, if she drank from the natural water and a moment after drinking that, a period of time, she would be thirsty yet again. Because what's in the natural only sustains for a moment. But what's in the spirit transforms. You can go to a ball game. Let me give you two ball games that just happened that we're all familiar with. The Saints game. 
people left the Saints game, the last Saints game in the Superdome, and they were interviewing them after the game, and they were all just lying, and they were saying, I ain't never going back. All the magic's gone. I've been a, I've been a ticket holder for 35 years. I'm never buying another ticket. I'm never going back to another Saints game. You know what they were living in? They were living in disappointment. I was disappointed. Were you disappointed? We were, they were living in a moment of disappointment. And their natural man says, ah, the magic's gone. The, the fun is gone. The thrill is gone. It's over with. This, this was never going to happen again. Drew Brees is washed up. Blah, 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 blah. You know, our hero last week with all his stats is now the zero. Because our human spirit, our human spirit reacts to what's going on in the natural. A few weeks later, we had another game. LSU goes to the Superdome, same building, a lot of the same people, and we win big, and everybody comes out, and they're so excited. We're the champions. God, I'd hate to have been in New Orleans that night. But guess what? That season is over. Win, Saints lose, LSU wins, but the season's over, and it all now is a necessity to start over again and have a new experience of football in Louisiana. The supernatural's not that way because when I encounter the work of the Holy Spirit, it's not for a moment. It transforms my life. I can go through highs. I can go through lows. I can go through hell on earth. I can have, have the worst day possible. And Holy Spirit does not abandon me, nor does my feeling about who he is and who I am change. You got to get that this morning. Because when my spirit connects with him, something happens in the heavenlies that transforms and changes who I am. So she's saying, uh, she's thinking natural water. He's thinking supernatural. You drink of this water, you'll never thirst again. That's a good word. John 4 says this, But the hours come, and now is, where, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And spirit and in truth. That's when my spirit, I worship him when my spirit connects with God Almighty, His Spirit. God longs to speak to us, and I've talked about this so many times, but God is longing to speak to us. I think one of the greatest reasons we do not hear the voice of God is because we're saturated in the natural and not in the spiritual. We live our lives from emotion to high to high to disappointment to disappointment and from situation to situation. The Scripture says we go from glory to glory. That's speaking of the spirit man. Because when I go from glory to glory in the spirit realm, it doesn't matter about the love because the spirit remains. And so through our spirit, we connect with the living God. However, when our soulish man is living according to the flesh, my mind and my emotion, and I will lean then to my own understanding. With my mind, my will, my mind and emotion, I will lean to my own understanding. When my back's against the wall, instead of going to the Lord and saying, God, I do not understand the situation I'm in, I will sit down with someone and myself trying to figure out a way to get out of the predicament I'm in. I will lean to my mind, will, and emotion. 
But the Spirit will give direction when I stay connected to the Spirit. Uh, and I give my thoughts and my deeds when I live out of that way, out of that mind, will, and emotion, the soulish man. I will give my thoughts and my deeds over to serve the world. My spirit man is overcome by the world around me, and I'm drowning out the voice of God speaking to me, and I have little or no contact with God. This is when my natural man, my soulish man, my flesh. Proverbs says it like this in Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with part of your heart. Trust in the Lord with your when it's easy to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. (laughs) I don't care how smart you are. You're not smart enough. Don't lean to your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him. Not in some of your ways, But in all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Now, let's have a little confession this morning. How about a little confession? How many, I don't, just answer this in your head. Don't raise your hand. Don't speak up. (laughs) But how many of you understand that when you don't lean on the Lord and you lean to your own understanding, it gets you in trouble? And how many understand that when you follow your own ways and not the ways of the Lord, it gets you in trouble? And how many know that when you live by the flesh, you reap the things of the flesh? The Passion Translation reads it like this. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinion. Come on, somebody. Is anybody in the house today? Don't be relying on your own opinion. He has an opinion, and you need to rely on his opinion, not your own opinion. And we live in a society that says, well, my my opinion counts. Let me help you out. When it comes to your relationship with the Lord, your opinion don't amount to a whole lot. And the problem is, is when you lean to your own understanding, you're probably trying to figure something out that God doesn't even want you to walk that way. But when you trust him in all your ways, then he will direct your path. And with, your whole, and with your heart, rely on him to guide you. And he will lead you in every decision you make. Can I preach there for just a minute? How many things that we do out of impulse in our life? Buy a house, buy a car. I mean, the list goes on. Impulse. How many things did we wait upon the Lord for? I said, Pastor, don't try to make buying a car spiritual. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. That might be a lemon that you're about to buy. You might want to rely on the Lord for some direction. And he might want to speak into your spirit and give you a little nudge in your spirit like, mm-mm, not a good choice. Okay. That went over like a lead balloon. (laughs) Let me just go on to the next point then. Become intimate with him, and whatever you do, he will lead you wherever you go. Come on, somebody. 
Romans 15, out of the passage says, Now may God, the inspiration and foundation of hope, fill you with overflowing, with un, uncontainable, everybody say uncontainable, joy, and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his super abundance until you radiate with hope. I want to kind of dance about that a little bit. May God, the inspiration and foundation of hope, fill you to overflowing with his uncontainable joy. That's living in the spirit realm. Because living in the natural says, well, the saints are dead. They're washed up. They're done. They're over with. My joy is gone. My joy is gone. But when I live in the spirit... It's, a, it's just another game. Amen. Hate they lost, but my joy is not in that. We have a society. I'm feeling the preach on me today. We have a society thinks, but you know what? If, if, it's, if it's good, if it's fun, then it's joyful. That's, that's good. But if it's work and it's hard, it can't be joyful. You will never have... Let me get my finger out. You will never have a victory in your life without some pain in your life. And if the pain in your life determines your happiness, then you will never experience what it is to live in abundance. Because you will always seek the natural instead of the supernatural. That's a good word. Listen, every trial that you go through is not punitive. It's not to teach you a lesson. Some things just happen because of life. But I'm, I, I know for all you grace people that are, you know, hyper-graced, you don't like what I'm about to say. But there's sometimes that God doesn't put you in stuff, but he lets you go through stuff. Let me go on down here and take my jacket off. I feel like preaching a little bit. I'm going to go to the gym, and I'm going to get some muscles. Let me tell you something. I ain't never got a whole lot of muscles at the gym because I spend most of my time talking. I, matter of fact, I joined the last gym I joined. I joined it because they don't have no smoothie bar and no place to sit and visit because that's what I'm going to do if there's one that's set up there. There has to be a little pressure. A little, a little pressure there, a little, what do you call that? Resistance. resistance. There's got to be a little resistance for there to be ever to accomplish anything. We was, oh, I love Jesus, and so he, I'm, I don't want any resistance in my life. You're living after the natural, not the spirit. I'm going to preach some more. And if I go to church and they offend me, I'm just going to go to another church. And if I'm with a group of people and they hurt my feelings, well, then I'm just going to go find another group of people. And if I go to this job and I don't like it, then I'm going to quit. And if I don't like my spouse, then I'm just going to leave. And if I don't like my situation I'm in, I'm just going to change my situation. Well, you're always going to chase after the natural. You're always going to be looking for something else. And let me tell you something. When you get there, wherever you're going, there you'll be. Because if you're going to change... 
it's going to take a little resistance. It's going to take a little going through some things. It's going to take a little push. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're amen. <laughs> and sometimes we're led by the Spirit. We think, well, this can't be God because it don't feel good. Tell Jesus that when he was on the cross. When he said, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. He was fulfilling what this father had told him to do, but it was painful to get where he was going so that you could have life. I'm going to shout myself as y'all want. That's good preaching right there. Salvation in Christ. I got to get done. When we give our hearts to Christ and become born again, it's more than just simply escaping hell or joining the church. We got this American concept. Well, I give my life to Christ. I I join the church, and, and I hope that I got my fire insurance. But truly, truly, the truth is, is that when we give our life to Christ, we become born again. We have a transfer from living in this complete natural realm to living in this spiritual realm of understanding. It's Holy Spirit living in us. This is a whole sermon series. There's the Holy Spirit living in us who is our teacher. Jesus was not the greatest teacher. He said it with his own mouth. He said, I must go away that the greater teacher would come, Holy Spirit, because it will be living in you. That's why we need to take care of the body. That's why we need to heal the soul. That's why we need to walk in the Spirit because Holy Spirit's living in us. And he said, so when we're born again, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. And it changes this relationship so that I become spiritual and heavenly-minded instead of soulish and earthly-minded. And now our spirit is made alive, and, and our spirit man is connected with the Spirit of God. John 3 says this, you must be born again. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Everybody say, see. See. It's when we're born again that our eyes are open. It's when we're born again that we begin to see what the kingdom of God looks like. I'm on a roll today. I hope they're recording this because I don't know if I can do this second service. <laughs> I'm jumping off my notes. I'm on this train all over the place. A lot of times we say, oh, what we, we believe in the kingdom of God. No, what you believe is in a church that you go to. We go to this church and our church does this. I'm not saying that it's not part of the kingdom of God. I'm simply saying this, that God wants you to see, be able to see what the kingdom of God looks like. Because if you could see what the kingdom of God looks like, it will equate for more than just what happens on Sunday morning. The kingdom of God will be in your workplace. The kingdom of God will be in your home. The kingdom of God will be in your family. The kingdom of God 
The kingdom of God will even help you eat right. And when you get understanding about the kingdom of God, it'll heal your soul. But when you live in the natural and you feed your flesh, feed your flesh, feed your flesh, feed your flesh. And I'm not even talking about, sometimes we talk about feed your flesh. We talk about all these sinful things. Listen, I'm not against going to Disney World. But when it's over, it's over. I'm not against going on vacation. I love vacation. And you should take your family on vacation. Matter of fact, I just want to say this. Yesterday, I took my, my, my little family, and we, we went hiking yesterday. I put in my goals for this year that once a month, I was going to take my family, and we were going to do something outdoors. And we went to Tunica Hills, and we went hiking, and it didn't cost much money, and it was fun. You need to do those things. Those are spiritual things. But when you feed your flesh, and you've got to have another vacation because you're hurting, I got to go shopping because I'm hurting. I got to go fishing because I'm hurting. I got to go do this because I'm hurting. You're feeding your fleshly man and you're not feed your soulish man and your spirit man is still dying. Don't, don't say what pastor said if you go do all those things that you're not spiritual. I'm saying no, don't get confused about what feeds your spirit man. That was good too. Are y'all videoing this? Because I'm just going to play this back next service. <laughs> so Nicodemus said to him, how in the world can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mom's womb? Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you're born of the water and of the you cannot enter the kingdom of God. For that which is born of the flesh is, are y'all here today? Is it back here? Is that on the screen? I don't know why that's on the screen. Get your Bibles out. Novel idea. For that which is born of the is flesh, and that which is born of the is spirit. So don't marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. For the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So is it with everyone who is born of the spirit. By our first birth, we are shaped, we, we, we come to this world shaped in sin. That's what the Bible tells us. We're born in sin, shaped in iniquity. And this is, our, this is our spirit man then is trapped inside of our natural man, the flesh, longing for an encounter with a supernatural God. This is why we need to be born again. So that our spirit man comes alive and connects with the work of the Holy Spirit. And our eyes and our ears are now tuned in to the kingdom realm. It is like a transistor radio. How many remember, I, I, I can preach this in this service because I've got all these smart, uh, uh, well-developed people. How uh, um, uh, many remember transistor radio? How many remember those? And you didn't have no digital play. Like you pushed a button and it ran to the next station and tuned in. It was a transistor radio. You know what I'm talking about, Gwen? transistor radio and you had to tune in when we learn to walk in the spirit what we're doing is we're tuning into the frequency of heaven i'm gonna preach to you just a little bit this morning because in the natural there's a lots of noise going on 
There's a lot of distractions going on in our life in the natural. There's a lot of things going on in our life. There's a lot of things that are distracting us and pulling us aside. And through the Spirit connecting with Holy Spirit, because we've been born again, we tune in to what God is speaking in the supernatural. So in the midst of the chaos, God, God, you know God's not concerned about chaos. It doesn't bother him at all. Because he's still speaking. We have to tune in to what he's saying. And when we live tuned into the kingdom, we live from a place of rest. A place of rest. There's a lot of sickness. There's a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of unhealthy people because of the lack or the inability to tune into the supernatural where you find spiritual rest. There's a difference between laying in bed all night. As a matter of fact, I'm not picking on anyone when I say this because I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. But people who are severely depressed lay in bed for hours at a time and never find rest. People that are severely sick lay in bed for a long time and never find rest. So laying in bed doesn't bring rest. Peace brings rest. Matter of fact, scientifically, it says if you miss a night's sleep, you don't get to sleep the next day and catch that. It's already lost. You don't catch up. That, that rest is gone. And it aged your body. <laughs> so you don't get to catch up. But when we walk in the Spirit, and we live by the Spirit, and not by the natural, we walk in and we live in His peace and in His rest. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that your physical body can do without sleep. But we live from a place of rest because the peace of God, the spirit of God, the hope of God, the goodness of God, the joy of the Lord is our strength. I'm living from a place of my spiritual man is winning over my natural man. Romans 8. I'm trying to finish. You can come to the keyboard. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things that are of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set your mind on the flesh is death, but to set your mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that's set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. I want you to say that with me. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, say me, however. I'm not living in the flesh, but in the spirit. Declare that over your life. If in fact the Spirit of God dwells in me, and everyone that does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. 
But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. I've been feeling my old-timer spirit. I was riding down the road the other day with my wife, and yesterday evening was coming back, and kids are in the back, you know, looking at their phones and talking and doing whatever. And I was telling Angela, I miss some of them old songs. There's an old song that we used to sing years ago. It says, um, Lord, I lift my spirit to your spirit. I got it too high. I better just read it. In holy sweet communion. I sent your holy presence as I draw near you. Lord, I lift my spirit to you. We used to sing another song. So, oh, Lord, let me walk with you, Jesus. Don't ever leave me alone. Don't ever leave me alone, God. Because without you, I could never, no, never make heaven my home. Listen, we're walking, we're walking in this path, in this life, in this world. And we're in this body, this flesh. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're of a kingdom that's greater than this world. And we have to bring ourselves into alignment with God. And that means to get our physical body in alignment. A lot of sickness, a lot of disease, I said that already today, just simply could be eradicated just by eating healthy and living right. That's scriptural. That's not just some good idea. Our soul, from the very day we're born, there's brokenness, there's hurt, there's pain. I've mentioned this before as a young man being, being molested as a young man by, my, by, by a relative. Caused all that. I didn't cause that, but there's a lot of loneliness and a lot of brokenness in my life as a young man. And the enemy always loves to come tear that scar off and pour the salt in that wound as often as he gets a chance. And the only way to keep that healed is through the Spirit. Because if I respond out of the natural, it's revenge, it's hate, it's bitterness, it's strife, it's envy. But if I forgive and I say, Lord, let your spirit come to me. I want to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. Because you know what? Not only, God, do I want to obtain mercy, but I want to give mercy. God, not only do I want to be forgiven, but I want to forgive. Because I don't want nothing to block or cloud up or, or, or get in the way of where I'm tuning in to what the Spirit is saying. I want to be connected to God. And on this pathway of our life, we fall, we make mistakes, we err. But don't ever let the enemy tell you that because you make a mistake that you're not a spirit man that's full of God's spirit. But you get up and you say, God, your word says if I sin, I have an advocate with the Father and you've already paid the price for that. And God, you created me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit because I'm going to walk and this spirit man's going to be alive.
And it's not monopoly. When, you've, when you hit on the wrong block, you don't have to go back. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. It's not a penalty when you say, God, come. Holy Spirit, come. He brings you back into alignment. At the moment, at the whisper of his name. Because you know what? He wants you to be in alignment more than you want to be in alignment. Because he wants his very best for your life. I want you to hear that again. God wants your very best for your life. Because he didn't create you to be junk. He created you to be awesome. And so when you're born again, when you ask Christ into your life, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you walk according to the Spirit, every day is not going to be perfect. But I'm going to tell you, every day can be blessed. And there's a difference between having a perfect day and having a blessed day. I want to live in the blessing of God. How about you? How about you? Anybody receive a word today? I want you to bow your head this morning.